the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Great song there from Ryan Stevenson and the Eye of the Storm. We're going to have a guest on our program today who has been through his share of storms and still is. In fact, there's actually another song, one by Mercy Me, called Say I Won't, that was written about him. We'll get into that in a moment. First things first, gorgeous afternoon. Wow, love it. 81 the high with a mix of clouds and sun. Kind of cloudy night. Might get a shower down to 59. Then tomorrow on the cloudy side, a couple showers and thunder showers possible. And a high of 77. Big win for the Phillies last night, 7-1 over Miami. The big blow, Bryson Stott's grand slam home run. The ballpark was rocking. JT Realmuto had a home run and a double as well. And Aaron Nola, he did great on the mound. Seven strong innings, shut out the Marlins for those innings, gave just three hits and struck out three. So that win gave the Phillies the wild card series sweep, two games to none over Miami. And they move on now to play at Atlanta. Game time set for 6 o'clock again this Saturday. Game one of the National League Division Series. It's a best of five. The Phillies will be home next week for game three and, if necessary, game four as part of that rotation. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday. The Phillies will be home next week. Flyers home against the Islanders at seven in preseason hockey and in Thursday night football tonight. Chicago and Washington, two of the storied NFL franchises playing on Amazon Prime at 815. WFIL's Ministry of the Month for October, climbing higher with Bishop Eric A. Lambert, Jr. You can catch that program weekdays at 3.30, right before this one. Every weekday in October, giving away Bishop Lambert's new book, Walking in Victory. It's a book offering fresh insights about the Christian life. Who couldn't use more of those? And, similarly, tools from God's Word, how to maintain the fruit of the Spirit. You can also win a grand prize, which includes the Daily Prize, plus Bishop Lambert's book, Finally Free, and the DVD three-part series, Understanding the End Time Events and Prophecy. That's again, Climbing Higher with Bishop Eric A. Lambert Jr., WFIL's Ministry of the Month for October. That weekday prize you can enter to win. It's called Walking in Victory. You can do that right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Lord willing, we'll be having Bishop Lambert join us in studio one day next week to talk about the book, talk about the ministry, and whatever else is on his heart. You're always welcome to send questions in, too. I should mention that. Feel free, if you have a question for Bishop Lambert, email that to me at timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Going to take a a break here, but before that, I want to just set up our guest for the hour. He's going to be spending the whole hour with us. Uh, His name is Gary Miracle, and that, uh, yes, actually, it's his real name, Gary, with one R, Miracle. He's written a book called No More Bad Days. Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. It's Salem, our parent company's book of the month for October. You can win it throughout the month. Go to our contest page anytime you want this month and get entered. Miracle has faced all kinds of difficulties in his life. The one you would know the most just by looking at him is because he 
about three or four years ago, got some kind of illness right around Christmas, which within a matter of a couple of weeks wound up causing major medical problems. And he wound up losing parts of all four of his limbs, like from the elbow down, from the, from the knee down. And so you can see that to this day. He has had to learn how to live with that. Uh, but he also has talks about in this book uh, a lot of other things going on on the inside you can't see, the spiritual stuff that the Lord has been working on him uh, in, separate from the physical stuff. So there's kind of a two-track thing going on. We'll talk with Gary Miracle about both of those things and much more. It's a powerful story that's coming up next. Gary Miracle, author of No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're really glad to bring on board Gary Miracle, who is author of a book called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. Hey, Gary, how's it going? It's going very well. How are you doing today? Lovely. Thank you for taking time to chat. We're giving away your book all month, and it's a great opportunity for people to hear from you directly more about the story, uh, about your life and how God is using you. I'm so excited and so honored for these couple minutes here. So, Gary, when I'm reading the pre, I'm not sure if it's a final version, but I had an advanced copy sent, and it says, you know, things may change a little bit, but I was hit right out of the out of the shoot where it says, "Take every thought captive to obey Christ." In Second Corinthians ten five, I, I was thinking a person who has gone through what you have gone through, that you really that's a, that's so important, and not that not just for you, but anybody. Is it is it still at the beginning of the book that verse Second Corinthians ten five? That is still yes, sir. That is that is leading the charge one hundred percent. Well, to get your grid straight, right? To get your mind straight and how you view everything. Uh, that's why I just that resonated with me right away. Take the floor a bit and share a little bit of your story, even starting with a title. I'm thinking you're condensing hundreds of pages or a couple hundred pages into one <laughs> sentence. I, I am trying to do just that. So it was, uh, you know, I I was 39 years old in 2019 when my my life kind of caught up to me here. But you know, up until that point, I I grew up in the church. I was raised in a in a Christian home. My dad was actually my youth pastor all growing up. I got married to my first wife, and and we were we were married. And I I would say we were living kind of the the all American dream. You know, I had an amazing stay a stay at home work from home job. My wife at the time was a stay at home mom. We had three biological boys. We have a beautiful adopted daughter from the country of Colombia, South America. Everything was going according to plan, I guess you would say. And on December 26, 2019, I got sick, ended up going to the emergency room. And and to make a long story short, I I went to the emergency room a a matter of four times in five days. And on December 31st, New Year's Eve, 2019, I was admitted to the hospital on my fourth visit to the emergency room. and, And they told me, you know, through a series of complications, I developed a blood infection, ended up falling into septic shock, multi-system organ failure. I I died for 11 minutes at 7.18 a.m. on January 1st, 2020. In a coma for 10 days, I woke up and learned that 
through a series of events while I was sick and while I was in my coma that in order to save my life, they were going to have to amputate all four of my limbs. So after 107 days in the hospital in 2020, I came home and I was discharged, missing both of my hands and both of my feet as a quadruple amputee. So that is what happened to me in a very long story short. And I was sitting at an all amputee fashion show in New York City about one year later. And I was talking to another amputee there who actually developed a wound on their leg. And, and I asked them how they were doing and they were saying they were having a bad day. And I remember looking at them and I just remember saying, you know, I'm done with that. I don't want to have any more of those. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, all right, let's do that. I'm like, okay, no more bad days from here on out. You know, if it's true, if it's true that Christ's mercies are new every day, then I can lay my head on my pillow no matter what I'm going through and say, you know, I get, listen, this is not, this is not some Christian jargon, some, you know, detachment of reality. I get that we're going to have hard times, bad situations, difficult circumstances. Like, I understand that life is real. Life is hard. Right. But as a whole, you know, if Christ is inside us, then it's not going to be a fair fight. And, and I know that I'm going to win. So I just don't want to have any more bad days as a whole anymore. So that's what I ran with. Wow. Well, I can appreciate the fact that you just summarized so much, so much into a couple of minutes there. And I feel like you could obviously easy and you do in the book. Again, folks tuning in or chat with Gary Miracle, author of the book, No More Bad Days, trading the pursuit of perfection for the gift of grace. There's that storyline, that whole physical thing you just explained, as well as the decision that you referred to about not having more bad days, which I'm guessing is also an ongoing decision. But there's also the other part of the book title, The Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. And maybe you could share a little bit about that whole path, which you can't see. In fact, you use the word about being a chameleon and people pleaser and struggling with that, which is a huge thing. And I, I, I will resonate with that, too. I will put my hand up. And I appreciate that sure. that struggle. Yeah, you know, I I I've come to grips to realize that the only difference between me and probably ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening right now is that the struggles that I have in life every day right now are very visible. Like they're extremely visible. You can see them. You could see that if you were with me right now, how difficult it would be for me to open a door or pick up a cup. You know, my struggles are very visible. They're very real. But it made me kind of come to a realization that prior to this happening to me in 2019 and, and 2020, you know, I, I realized I became a Christ follower when I was, when I was 11 years old in 1991. And I'd realized later on in my adult life in my mid thirties, up until that point, I had taken on the faith of my parents. Like I'd mentioned, my dad was my youth pastor. I grew up in a Christian home. I think a lot of people that grew up in the church and grew up in a Christian home can relate with that from the, the mass amount of people that I've had reached out to me saying they could relate with it because it's just, it's normal. It's natural. You know, you say your prayers when you go to bed at night, you say your prayers before you eat your meal, you do your devotions as much as you can. You go to church. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, which meant I was there like six days a week. You know, that's where, that's how that rolled. So we, we were just constantly there. And then I realized later on in my adult life, like, my goodness gracious, like, I don't know who I am. I've been told all my life what to do and what not to do. And I've tried to do that. And when, when I was doing the things that I was told I shouldn't do, I got really good at hiding and lying and talking my way in and out of pretty much any circumstance so that I didn't look bad or so that I wouldn't get in trouble. 
and I essentially did everything in my power to become all things to all people. I I wanted to be the funniest guy, the best looking guy, the guy that stood out no matter who I was with or what crowd I was in. And before too, too long, I, I couldn't keep up with the charade. I was forgetting who I was based on who I was with. And I more or less kind of kept shooting myself in the foot. And I started, you know, becoming exposed in my sin. I started becoming exposed in who I really was. And and the the fake person, the fake Christian that I was, I was the guy on Sunday mornings with my my hands held as high as they could possibly go during the worship set, while I was also the same kid on Friday nights after football games at the high school parties, holding a red solo cup with a beer in it, never taking a drink because I thought it was disgusting, but I needed to look cool to make sure that I was gaining everybody's affirmation that I could get with Christ on the back burner the whole time. So. You know, I decided when this happened to me, when when my struggles became visible, I decided to risk it and start sharing some of my invisible struggles as well. The ones that you can't see, the, the anxiety, the depression, the chameleon personality that people pleaser inside of me. I started exposing that side of me. And the one thing I've learned is that I've never been more loved in all of my life when I thought I would be judged for for sharing that side of me. So God's grace has been more than sufficient in my life when I've spent my whole life trying to be perfect. So no more bad days. Listen, I want to do everything in my power to trade that pursuit of perfection, that chameleon personality, that people pleaser mentality. And I'm going to trade that in for the gift of God's grace that is supplying me and giving me every breath and fight and will and desire to go on right now. Amen. Amen. Gary Miracle, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. He's written a book called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. It's our parent company, Salem's Book of the Month for October. You can enter to win a copy at WFIL.com. Just go to the contest page anytime this month. We'll keep our conversation with Gary Miracle going in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest on the program, Gary Miracle, has written a book called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection, for the gift of grace. We're giving it away all month long. It's our parent company, Salem's Book of the Month for October. If you want to get yourself entered, go to WFIL.com and head to the contest page. Gary's uh, life has had a couple of, uh, like the story is really on two tracks. One has to do with his physical challenges due to his illness and subsequent amputation of limbs. Also, though, internally, the struggle people not seeing, and before the break, Gary's sharing about being a, quote unquote, severe people pleaser and all that goes with that, including your identity and who am I anyway? And what am I doing and why am I doing it? I think it's first Corinthians nine where Paul talks about being all things to all people. And there can be kind of an evangelistic mindset, I think is how he's talking about it, trying to engage people where they are. But if you're not careful, and this is what I'm saying, I think resonated with me, what I read for you you can easily start to be more worried about are you fitting in and the gospel gets left behind. Maybe it's still there, but you're 
you don't even have to be doing bad things. You could just be more worried about being accepted, if nothing else. Right. So I don't know if that was you, like, because you had that church background that you want to maybe have an influence. But at the same time, there's not a lot of room left for that if you're too worried about being, you know, fitting in. Absolutely. I my whole goal was fitting in. I, I had this massive desire for affirmation and this huge fear of rejection. And you put those two together and then I started doing whatever I could do to, to gain that approval, to gain that affirmation from people. And then it, it just got away from me, man. I, I just, I couldn't keep up with it anymore. And, and I had to let that side of me go. And I've never been more freed in my whole life. And, and I go into really specific details in that throughout the book. And, and my prayer is that people can get their hands on a copy of this and, and maybe see Christ for the first time or the millionth time in a very fresh way and know that, man, no matter what society tells us we should look like or act like or talk like or dress like, you know, on our very worst day, Christ is absolutely crazy about us in all of our mess and in all of our junk. And that's something that I never believed or honestly, that's not even something I ever heard growing up in the church is that even on my worst day, Christ is still crazy about me. I'm told that on my worst day, I need to do my devotions more and I need to pray more, which those are all great things. And I'm not trying to say don't do those things, right? Like, absolutely, we need to focus on our relationship with Christ. But that's not the foundation of my relationship with Christ about how much I do or don't do. My relationship with Christ is based on how much he loves me and how much he pursued me. And I answered his call. And I'm so thankful that I did. And I'm praying that everybody else can. Gary Miracle, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The book's called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. Some folks may know you from the song that Mercy Me did a few years ago called Say I Won't. You had been their merch guy early on, wound up having a good friendship with the band, including Bart Miller, their lead singer. And how that song, maybe you could talk about the, the song Say I Won't, because it started off being about Bart's faith journey and his growth but then as things were happening with you and you're getting sick and the amputation and everything, all those struggles wound up becoming about something else. Yeah. So so about three years prior to this medical you know, journey that I started, about, about three years prior to that is when I'd realized in my mid-30s about me taking on the faith of my parents. And I reached out to Bart, you know, the lead singer of Mercy Me, who... You know, the, the movie I can only imagine just kind of hit the scene at that point. So the world was about to hear his story. And, you know, they're they're a little bit similar. I, I don't have the, the relationship with my dad that he had with his. But as far as our upbringing in the church, it was it's very similar. So I remember reaching out to Bart being like, Bart, man, I, I don't know who I am. You know, I know you just went through this journey of grace and identity. Like, can you I don't know, point me in the right direction, at least. So. He's like, absolutely. And he linked arms with me. And we started reading a book together called The Cure by John Lynch. And I remember texting Bart almost on a daily basis with just like, like big eye emojis. Like, really? Really? This is really true? Like, this is really who I am? This is really what Christ says about me? This is really who Christ is? Like, really? I, I just kept saying it over and over again. And he and I, were we just had this ongoing text message conversation about grace and identity. So, you know, he started sitting down and he was writing this song called Say I Won't. And and honestly, he, he turned it into the record label and they didn't like it too, too much. They thought that it was too much of kind of a, an aggressive song for Christians, you know, say I won't. And I'm going to keep proving you wrong. Kind right. Of thing. So <laughs> I'll show you. So so, so yeah. he put 
yeah, I'm going to show you, you know, it's Christians or fighters kind of like nuts. So they, they weren't, they weren't fans. And then, you know, I started this medical journey in, in early 2020 and Art picked the song back up. And, you know, when, when he first called me and told me about the song and I heard it for the first time, he said, did any of that sound familiar to you? And, and man, I was, I was ugly crying at this point because I just listened to the song for the first time. And, you know, some of those lines in our, in the, in the first verse of the song were, were actual part of our text message conversations that Bart and I were having early on. And, and it makes it so much more personal and real to me, you know, the driving 35 with a rocket inside, I didn't know what I had, you know, all about our identity in Christ. And, you know, I, I got to see life for the very first time through a different lens. You know, I get to see Christ, I get to see life through the, through the lens of eternity right now. So, you know, it's very real. And then, and then Bart took it to the record label and, and shared my story with it. And that's when they called and asked me if I would, if I would allow them to tell my story in the music video of the song. And, I just remember weeping again and telling Bart, man, I've, I've been praying since day one that my story wouldn't go in vain. So if you guys can use my story to, to reach the world and then bring it on and who knew all of this would come from that. But here we are. And, and it's been a whirlwind of a ride and I'm so thankful for it. Gary Miracle, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss show and WFIL in Philadelphia. The book he's written, No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection. For the gift of grace, you can enter to win a copy on our contest page all month long at WFIL.com. Having spoken about Mercy Me's song, Say I Won't, I think this would be a good time to actually put that song on. So let's do it. The video for the song, if you watch it, which I highly recommend, has uh, just the beginning of two words, meet Gary. And then another slide comes up that says he's been one of Mercy Me's closest friends the past 20 years. And then Gary himself begins the video. My name is Gary Miracle. And on New Year's Eve 2019, I was airlifted to a hospital in Orlando, Florida. And I fell into septic shock. And 107 days later, I came out of the hospital and I had lost all four of my limbs. Today, it all begins. I'm seeing my life for the very first time. Through a different lens Yesterday I didn't understand Driving 35 with a rocket inside Didn't know what I had While I've been waiting to live My life's been waiting on me I'm gonna I'm gonna 
WFIL. Wow, what a song. It's Mercy Me's Say I Won't. Originally about Bart Millard, the lead singer of the band's growth in his faith and things he was working through, but in time shifted over to being more about Gary Miracle, our guest on the programs uh, today, his life. He's written a book called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace, which talks about Gary's physical struggles, born of an infection a few years ago and loss of limbs and other challenges have come with that, but also the internal struggle, spiritually speaking. What a song, Gary, huh? It's it's so such an anthem for me right now. And I, and I think, you know, I will be dancing when circumstances drown the music out. You know, that goes along with that verse at the beginning of the book. You know, take every thought captive. You know, Satan wants to whisper in our ear that we're not good enough and, you know, we're, we, we didn't try hard enough and we're not doing enough. But, you know, Christ is saying, listen, I, I, I didn't mess up on you. I didn't make a mistake on you, even though you lost your hands and your legs. Like, I knew this would happen. And, and there's nothing that you can do to change the outcome of Christ's story. So why not just take joy in the journey along the way then? So I, I want to fight for that. That's the line in the sand moment that was for me when I got discharged from the hospital. Am I going to sit on the couch and get addicted to pain pills and watch life go by? Or am I going to step on the other side of that line and learn what it means to live and not just be alive and, and keep on dancing when circumstances drown the music out? Because I know that I'm alive and I still get to be here to be a, a brother to my sister and a son to my parents and a, and a dad to my kids and a husband to my new wife, Jenna. And, and I get to... I get to be here, and that is enough, regardless of what happened to me, regardless of what I'm going through. I know that I'm right on time according to Christ's story, and if and if I wish that anything was different about my life, if I wish that anything was different about my circumstances, then that means I'm assuming and I'm taking the stance that Christ is doing a bad job at what he's doing, and that's not a stance that I'm willing to take. Amen. Gary Miracle, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The book we're chatting about, No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. You can enter to win a copy of that, by the way, all month long. It's Salem, our parent company's book of the month for October. To get yourself in the mix for that, go to the contest page at WFIL.com. Brief break. We'll keep our conversation with Gary Miracle going in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Our parent company, Salem, has a book of the month each month, and this time around, it's called No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. It's available at WFIL.com if you want to enter to win it anytime throughout October. Get yourself there to the contest page to throw your name in the hat. Gary Miracle, the author of that book and whose life it's about, is uh, on the program today. It's quite a story because it involves both physical trauma, getting sick a few Christmases ago and wound up losing his limbs, and also spiritual work that the Lord has been doing and that was needed, independent of the medical side. I mentioned before we hopped on the air here how we have a son who in May of 2019 was having a baseball catch, got blindsided, knocked over. And he's still fully functional. He can walk around and think, but he can't drive a car right now. 
he he makes total sense. He's like you and I are having a great. I'm enjoying talking with you, but his his he has neurological things where he he has to be in bed sometimes, shut the lights off. He can't. Um, there's just a lot he can't do. And this is a travel baseball player, an athlete, and for over four years they've gone to 25 doctors, mainstream alternative, all kinds of effort and money and everything. Still don't know what's happening, and he's seeing fruit, like you you're seeing fruit. But there are also the, the practical things like, God, could could this have been done differently? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. was this really necessary? And I, he's actually bowed his head to the Lord. And I've told him, Toby, you, you, it's not a given that a person who is going through something even extra hard, whatever circumstance is beyond what you might think life will bring, that it's a that it's a given that you're going to bow your head and say, "Yes, Lord, what do you have for me? I want to serve you today." So I just I, at one point I think you wrote about this, but I don't, I don't want to I want to put it to you to say how do you how do you answer that for yourself and also other people who think I get it, God, I, I you know I didn't have did I have to lose all four limbs for this to happen? Couldn't I have just lost one or you know and something like that or some other way? Yeah, you know the the verse that came alive to me was the verse in the book of Job, and it's in the first chapter of Job. And listen, if, if you haven't read the book of Job, like, don't. It's awful. It's horrible. I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Read your Bible, people. All right. Um, but it's the verse in the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 21, that says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. You know, and I, I had to come to grips with that that verse right there. And, and it hit me like a ton of bricks that for 39 years, you know, we, we think about that verse in so many different contexts, but sometimes it's hard for us Christians to wrap our mind around taking the good without taking the bad. But I realized that for 39 years, Christ has given me hands and feet to be able to do this life with. But here I am now, 39 and a half years old, and it was just taking away time. It was time for him to take away my hands and feet. But he knows that that would leave us with so many questions, and he knows that that would probably leave us with so many frustrations about those things during the taking away portions of our lives. So he doesn't let that verse end there because it says the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. So whether he's giving or taken away, blessed be his name. And I've spent my whole life telling people that God is good and preaching that God is good and trying to convince other people that God is good. So how dare I, now that something traumatic happens to me in my life, live my life like he's not good anymore. And that's just, I can't do that. I'm almost scared to try to do that these days because I've seen him show up to save my life figuratively and literally so many times. So I'm going to still go out there as a quadruple amputee with all of my baggage and all of my mess with my my visible struggles and my invisible struggles and thank him for keeping me alive and that I can take this story to the masses and make sure that he gets his glory somehow. Amen. Amen. Gary miracle kind enough to spend time with us today. I could keep going, but I know you've got other things to do too. the book. No more bad days trading the pursuit of perfection for the gift of grace. It's Salem, our parent company's book of the month for October. So you can go to our site, WFL.com to enter to win that. Uh, Gary, I'm thinking one of the beautiful parts of your book talks about um, early after you came home from the hospital finally and your kids' reaction to you mm. when you were thinking they're going to think one thing and they're thinking the sweet opposite. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I think we as a society these days are our own worst enemies. 
um, our, our thoughts and our mentalities. Again, going back to that verse, take every thought captive because if, if we are our own worst enemies then our thoughts are going to get the best of us if we're not taking them captive. And, and I remember going to my son's very first soccer practice after I got discharged and, and sitting down with him being like, do you mind if I come? Like, can I come watch you play soccer? And he's like, of course, Dad. Like, why wouldn't you? And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, he doesn't want me there. He's going to be embarrassed of me. He doesn't want to have to answer questions to other kids about why his dad looks like that or why his dad's in a wheelchair or why his dad doesn't have arms and legs. And meanwhile, he's like, Dad, I, you know, you're alive. I don't want to do life without you as much as you don't want to do life without me. So my kids and unbelievably 95% of kids out there right now completely turn a blind eye to me and the way that i look and and how i'm living life these days and it is an, an incredibly beautiful picture of the gospel in my opinion in, in in my opinion how kids look at me and treat me based on what i think about myself gary what did, just a couple last questions if you don't mind um mm-hmm. what are some of the what are some of the things just being practical day to day that you have to you had to learn even and or learn how to, I think you began by talking about how to charge your cell phone uh, yeah so that was my first <laughs> task I, I I wanted to I committed you know I'm, I'm gonna do one thing a day and I'm not gonna finish that one thing until I've mastered it so I wanted to restart practicing one thing a day and the first thing I chose was plugging my cell phone in something that I think we all do with muscle memory these days. You, your, your batteries get low, you grab the cable, you plug it in, you throw it on your bedside table and you move on with life. Well, um, I'm sitting in my wheelchair one afternoon and I go in my room and I look at my cable and I look at my phone, I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> um, and I pick up the cable as best I can and I finally get my cell phone plugged in three hours later. So it took me three hours to do something that used to take me half a second. And I was, I was sweating and I was screaming and I was crying and I was mad, but I did it and I was so happy. And, and I'm proud to say that right now I can grab a cable within 20 seconds and have my phone plugged in again. So, you know, it's, it's those little things that I, I tried as hard as I could not to give up. So I, I did my cell phone. I tried to load, uh, a load of laundry into the washing machine. I, I tried to load the dishwasher with dirty dishes. And then I realized that people started expecting me to help out some more. So then I'm like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Like, no, I forgot. I, I cut my hands off. So I, 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 I'm also an opportunist too. So if I can use my uh, quadruple amputinus to get out of doing something, I will definitely take advantage of that. That's so very funny. That That's <laughs> yeah. very funny. Uh, but it is good. So there, there are things that I'm having to do to learn. I got to get a cup and, and, you know, put ice in it and fill it up and learn how to pick it up. And, you know, I, I'm driving again. You know, I, I'm driving now. I'm, I'm actually sitting in my vehicle now and, you know, I'm driving with my prosthetics. And I'm so thankful for where God has brought me through all of this. Amen. Well, I, I, I want to appreciate that side of life, you know, on this earth for a little while longer continues on. And that was the other question I had for you. You mentioned it earlier, the eternal view. We have a daughter who's disabled. She's 17 now. But when she was very little, and she doesn't have a diagnosis, uh, if you had to pick something, it'd be cerebral palsy, but it's global developmental delay, and she's completely dependent on us. And she's grounded us. She's not a, my wife says she's not a, she's not a weight or a burden. She's an anchor and for our home. Mm. And it's really true. But when our kids were little, because she's the fourth out of five, and, and I said to our three older kids, 
put your God glasses on, like when your kids put their fingers together and they put on their eyes, they flip them up and kind of make fake glasses. And I said, now, look at Tori. Her name is Victoria Joy. And I said, tell me what you see. I want you to speak a word of God's truth through your your lenses. And bottom line, like God knows my name. God is faithful. And I said, you know, it's really important that you're looking at Tori through the lens of God's truth as opposed to God's truth on the left, Tori's on the right, and you're swivel heading between the two trying to reconcile them. And um, so the, that's why, to me, when you start No More Bad Days off with, take every thought captive to obey Christ, Second Corinthians 10, 5. That, just, that really resonated with me to say, you know, I've got to make sure the first thing I'm looking at is what God has to say so that I'm not, I'm not all over the place. It'd be very easy to be all over the place. So anyhow, so yeah, so I, I, but I, but I just, I share that because you're talking about the eternal view for yourself. What have you found to be key in living th- this life on earth at yeah. this point for you? You know, I, I heard a pastor say one time, where is the kingdom of heaven and, and where is the kingdom of Jesus? And his answer was, it's wherever Jesus is king. So is the kingdom of Jesus in my heart? Is Jesus the king of my heart? Like, it's just a very simple yes or no question. And it was very difficult for me to look at somebody and say yes, because of my chameleon-like behavior, because of my people-pleaser behavior. Like, he wasn't king in my heart. And and I would tell you that. I think I would put my Christian mask on every now and then and be like, yeah, absolutely. He's the king of my heart. I love him with all my heart. You know, you know deep down, I, I, I knew that to be true, but I wasn't living that way. So I would just be able to say that. But having the courage to be like, you know, right now, I, I'm not living like he is. And being brave enough to say that out loud has been life for me. And you know, I, I want to speak life. Satan is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants to steal my joy, kill all of my thoughts that I'm trying to take captive, and destroy all of my mentality on trying to continue dancing when these circumstances are trying to drown the music out. And Satan's throwing everything at me. But it says, but I have come to give you life and life to the fullest. So if that is true, if he's come to give us life and life to the fullest, if his mercies are new every day, then we can trade that pursuit of perfection for his gift of grace and have no more bad days every single day, no matter what we're going through. Amen. Gary, can, how can people pray for you? Oh, my, that's a loaded question. You, <laughs> I, I need to have like a like a like a on rotation prayer. You know, I his. When, when, when Satan is on the move and when he is trying to grab you by the ankle, he stops at no cost. And, you know, uh, my prayer is that, that, that people can see Christ for the first time or the millionth time, like I said, through reading the words of this book or maybe even just hearing our conversation right here. But, but because I am trusting and believing that that is going to happen, Satan hates that. So he tries to attack me. And when he can't get me, he tries to attack my wife. And when he can't get her, then he goes to my children. And, you know, I just want to pray a hedge of protection. I thank you so much for asking that question just around me and my, my marriage and my family and my home throughout this journey uh, would be, would be life for me. If, if, if that could be lifted up for me, Gary, do you, do you, I think I know the answer, but do you do speaking or engagements or go out uh, at all or that whole world has, I do. And, and I am loving it. I am able to travel all over the world right now and share my story 
Um, and, and I would be honored to go to a church, a camp, a conference, a corporate event, and just try to encourage people along the way. And, and, you know, just make sure that I fight to not allow my story to not, you know, be used. And I don't want it to go in vain. Is there a best way folks can keep up or if they wanted to, you know, investigate that possibility, just website or anything like that? Absolutely. It's just my name, uh, GaryMiracle.com. Yes, that is my real last name. It's not my amputee stage name. That's what most people ask me there. (laughs) Um, It it is my real name, GaryMiracle.com. It has all of my information, all my social media links, my my calendar, an opportunity to book me. Listen, uh, if, if, if there's something that you have going on in your life that you need to get off your chest and you're not brave enough to share that with somebody in and around your circle right now, there's a tab on top of GaryMiracle.com that says no more bad days. Ironically enough, click on no more bad days and email me what you're going through. If, if, if sin and struggle finds its power in our lives when it's hidden, then let's get it out. Share it with somebody. If you're not brave enough to do it with somebody around you, I get it, but still get it out. Share it with me. I promise you I'll respond. And iron sharpens iron. We're two or more gathered. Let's link arms and do life together and be a part of each other's village. And that's Gary with one R, just to be clear. That is that is correct. Gary with one R. G-A-R-Y, miracle. Just like miracle whip, miracle grow, miracle ear, whatever you want. Just like if the Cowboys ever win another championship. Oh, that would be a miracle. If they can win a stinking playoff game, that would be a miracle at this point. I'll take it. You know, Gary, when I talk to Cowboys fans, uh, I do I do make a joke about and then say, oh, but and you're a believer, too. Right. And so but (laughs) how do you reconcile the only thing that gives me hope? (laughs) We we actually have a guy. His name's Gary. His name's Gary. Also, Gary Cobb, Gary with two R's. And he used to play for the Cowboys for a little bit. He played for the Eagles and the Lions. And he went on to have a sports broadcasting deal in Philadelphia. I mean, he's been around forever. He's a godly man. He calls in maybe every month or so. Talk a little football, talk about faith. His job actually works for the NFL, is helping players when they are no longer playing to transition to everyday life. And if he gets the opportunity, he shares the gospel with them. Um, Unbelievable. But I asked him about that, too. So we'll kid around like that. But clearly... I, you know, if I if I ever had a doubt, just talking with you would have erased any any doubts that that those two worlds can actually exist. So, actually, I know Amen. I know a lot of I know a lot of good folks uh, folks in that category. Truth be told, so. Uh, well, that's my other prayer request. Oh, uh, for the Cowboys the to win the Super Bowl for the Cowboys. That's right. That, uh, that's where my fandom lies. Well, that's good. This is the end of our conversation because I'm not sure <laughs> if uh, how many people will latch onto that part, but. Uh, all, oh, yeah, we'll right. see. Sorry, sorry, people. I no. love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Well, Gary, thank you uh, for taking time, and we'll be praying for you. It's really uh, I enjoyed reading. You're just tuning in. We'll have a podcast of our conversation on our site, so folks can listen to that. Uh, the book called No More Bad Days: Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. Again, it's Salem, our parent company's book of the month for October. So you can go enter to win that, or certainly you can just purchase it and dive right in. Uh, so again, thank you, Gary. God bless you. Greet your family for us and, and uh, thank them for sharing their husband and dad with us too. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving people like me a platform to share like this. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Gary Miracle, again, the book, No More Bad Days, Trading the Pursuit of Perfection for the Gift of Grace. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.